Welcome to the Minted NFT Show. I'm your host, Victoria Brand, and every week I will be chatting with independent creatives, collectors, and curators in the NFT space, sharing their journey from Web 2 to Web 3. I'll also be sharing my journey from graphic designer to NFT artist. I'm still super new to the NFT space, but as I learn and grow, I'll be spilling it all in this podcast. My guest today is Oz Segura, a multidisciplinary visual artist based in New York. Oz works in bold, abstract expressionism and mark making, and his paintings are truly captivating. I was first introduced to Oz when I stumbled across a Twitter space he was co-hosting. He is such a wonderfully genuine, kind and compassionate human, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast to get get to know more about his art and his journey into NFTs. Hi Oz, thank you for joining me today. Hi Victoria, it's a pleasure pleasure for you to have me on here. I love what you're doing for the one of one art space and I can't wait to dive into this conversation. I know, honestly, it's I'm so pleased to get to chat to you and see you face to face because I feel as though we've been chatting, air quotes here, um, on Twitter spaces. But, you know, now I'm, getting a, I'm actually getting a chance to get to know more about you and your art. So I'm really excited. So let's dive in there. Let's get straight into it. So tell me more about yourself and how did you become an abstract artist and what was your journey? Uh, sure. So my my name is Eric Osvaldo Segura. Um, I use the, um, the shortened name of my middle name, Osvaldo, as Oz, just so it's a little bit easier for people to sort of get to know me and my brand within the NFT space. I, uh, I actually ended up getting my start in the fashion uh, design world. I went to school for fashion design and I got into the industry and was enamored by, by different areas of art that I never really knew existed. Um, I was in a fashion design curriculum and I ended up getting landing a job uh, through my Instagram actually as a, as a photographer because I would take photographs of my designs on models and sort of um, sell my work through Instagram at first a couple of years ago. And so when I sort of, when I sort of entered the space, I was, I I sort of got introduced to textile designs. I got introduced to, uh, you know, different, different sections of art and art history. And um, a medium that really touched my heart was actual painting. Um, I felt that there were so many different ways for me to incorporate my, my emotional based painting into the fashion world. So once I started painting, it sort of took over uh, my path. I just started creating, you know, a little bit, a little bit more like obsession, <laughs> obsession wise, <laughs> because I really enjoyed the process of it as opposed to the more technical and uh, more structured form of, of fashion design. Mm-hmm. So I landed a job from there and then I started painting and that took over and I've been painting for about six to seven years now uh, fully and mm-hmm. I have a um, I have a fashion uh, fine art and design company uh, called Wistful Heart Studios that I've I just launched about maybe a year ago and it's been sort of taking off. I've been creating under that umbrella and sort of following my path as an abstract artist ever since. Oh, that's amazing! It's yeah. so it's so inspirational to be able to have just. It's almost as if you kind of stumbled upon it. But, but by doing something else but your path has been kind of laid out and you've, you've followed that with your heart as well which is amazing um i i get really drawn to abstract art um it's it's just 
it really fascinates me. Um, so do you work quite intuitively when you're creating your, your art? Quite a bit. Um, I've been since the beginning, really, it's been very intuitive and sort of learning as I was going because jumping from fashion into, you know, traditional fine art painting was quite a bit of a jump, but not so much. Um, it was just a matter of learning the mediums and sort of learning the language to sort of communicate my ideas. And if I, I didn't know how to sort of get to a certain type of um, desired outcome, I would go ahead and ask other painters. But I would have to know the the terms and the terminology that they would use in order to sort of um, sort of express my ideas. So that's really what happened. And I actually uh, got got a a job in a fine art um, fine art design studio or a uh, an art store, pretty much, where they did custom framing and everything. And from there, uh, here in Long Island, it's sort of a, a main hub because there's not many art stores around here in my area. So all the artists from New York City would have their vacation homes in this one little sector of Long Island. And so you would come in contact with with great painters, painters that were, you know, in museums that were doing gallery shows frequently. And you would ask questions and you would be intrigued by it. It's and it's it sort of it sort of got there after that. And, you know, just sort of going off the intuitive route, I what I'm doing now is is creating with much more of a purpose in my abstract art, becoming much more of a storyteller mm -hmm. because I noticed the um, sort of the need and the, I guess the benefits of sort of guiding your audience through abstract art because some people get it and some people don't, you know, depending on which way you want to go and, and look at a piece of art. I just want the, the viewer to sort of have that connection that I had as I was making it. And sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. And I think that's the that's the journey of it, right? That's what we that's what we as artists keep on chasing. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know what you mean about like people, some people just don't get like kind of the abstract nature of it. Whereas I I just totally appreciate everything about it. It's the marks, it's the it's the expression, it's the colours, it all just sings together. And it's not an easy thing to do at all it may look as though it's very it's all been put together very easily but it it is not easy it's not easy how long does it take you usually to 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 complete a painting usually it takes me um you know for some pieces it takes me as little as a couple of hours you know depending on how on what idea i'm trying to express but a lot of the times uh, most paintings take at least six to six months to a year uh, to complete Right. I know it's been sort of sped up here in the space, but, you know, half of the pieces that I'm showing here, they've sat in my studio for quite some time. And, you know, just sort of me uh, thinking about it. I know you can see it in the audio here. My studio sort of spread <laughs> out, you know, with paintings all over. But, you know, I think that's the that's the important part. Um, I took a lot of when I was getting into the into painting, I studied a lot of great artists and the way that they would work. Um, one that sticks out in particular was Cy Twombly and just the way that he sort of live with the paintings before finally showcasing them out into the world is is an approach that I like to take and I take pride in mm -hmm. because like as you mentioned it's not easy for something to look intuitive as you're you know you're meaning to put this mark here and put this mark here I think that's the tricky part of it <laughs> definitely yeah. but, and you talked about the storytelling as well so what what's what are the stories behind your your pieces and and what is your inspiration for for what you're producing so right now, um, what I'm trying to convey in my artwork is sort of the story that I have growing up between uh, here in New York and also in Guatemala, Guatemala City as I was growing up. 
Um, most of my family is from there. And it's just sort of having that experience of being able to see the different sides of life, right? From, you know, going from extreme poverty over to here in the suburbs where it's everything so green, everything so pasteurized and, and nearly perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying to, um, to sort of dive into that story more because I, I was always sort of confused growing up as to where, where I sort of belonged, you know, as far as country, as far as, you know, um, uh, demographic. And I think slowly but surely at the age of 28 that I am now, I'm, I'm starting to understand and sort of set into the person that I, that I am you know, which is exciting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it must be. So when did, when did you leave um, Guatemala and to come to America to go to New York? From a young age, I've been sort of bouncing back and forth between right. the two. Okay. Uh, most of my family um, was there. And then my father so slowly but surely started bringing everybody, everybody over yeah. here. Um, he, he used to drive trucks uh, back and forth through, you know, through Mexico and delivering vehicles from here to the to Guatemala and back and forth. And, you know, that sort of um, that sort of immigrant story, you know, that's so uh, predominant here where I am, because it, there's a lot of immigration uh, here in my area. You know, this is where a lot of people come and find work that are coming from, you know, Central American, South American countries that aren't necessarily the best as far as economics. So, you know, just having that story and just always having my dad tell me things uh, growing up and, you know, it, it sort of sort of becomes embedded inside of you. And it's a it's a good source of inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so taking it from taking it for fast forward in a wee bit and you've, you've got your set, you're really interested in, in your abstract art, you've you've ditched your fashion side <laughs> you went into abstract um expressionism and mark making and painting um and traditional art sense so what was it and when was it that you decided that you wanted to try the nft space i think that once i started becoming a little bit more interested was just being very very curious on the internet you know, I, I've always been sort of a, a computer, a computer nerd. Uh, besides that, I was always going into forums and and just sort of exploring the Internet because it's such a, a vast sea of information mm. that I'm a little bit obsessed with with learning things. And the, you know, in 20, the tail end of 2020, the beginning of 2021 is when I started collecting. And one of the first pieces that I that I actually collected was Daniel Arshin's piece. And it was a piece that sort of told the story about time. And the piece sort of um, throughout the seasons, it would change. And it was incredible to see somebody take a medium in their artwork and, and sort of just flip it on its head. And ever since then, sort of me starting collecting, I was like, hey, like, this would be a great avenue for me to put, uh, put my work in and sort of tap into a different audience. Yep. Because the people that I was selling my in real life paintings to, they were a much more older demographic that would appreciate abstract expressionism. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the people in my age group weren't able to afford it, unfortunately, because I'm doing large scale paintings. And so when I dived into the space, I was able to see that you're able to a gain royalties from your from your artworks <laughs> with something that, you know, I always saw that musical musicians were able to do. But I was always trying to figure out how fine artists can do it, too. You know, um, I want to have residual income for my family and for my offspring when, when I pass. So 
you know, just entering the space in that way. And just like I said before, entering a different demographic. Uh, I see the space is, is younger here, you know, aging from a wide range of, of age groups, you know, so it's a diff completely different world that sometimes they weren't able to uh, afford, um, you know, physical paintings, but now you can collect digital art with the painting attached to it. Yeah. So it, it was interesting for me just hopping into the space. Yeah, definitely. So Tell us a bit about your collections that you have at the moment um, as NFTs. Yeah, so I have, um, I'm a cross-chain artist and I like to promote that as much as possible. Um, I'm both on Ethereum and on Solana, predominantly on Solana now that I've sort of found my audience there in that ecosystem. Um, so my collections that are on Solana, I actually have a release today at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time well, with the physical attached to it is sort of these one-off ideas as far as paintings, because I do like to include the physical art with it as much mm -hmm. as possible, just to have, you know, my artwork in people's faces as much. Yeah. Um, and the uh, collection that I have currently on Ethereum on foundation specifically uh, taps on the idea that I was telling you about before, as far as, you know, my, my identity and sort of growing up in two different, complete opposite, different parts of the world. And sort of telling my story through abstract expressionism. So with you coming into NFTs and you selling your, your art and getting a different kind of audience, do you see the capacity for NFTs to change the kind of the face of traditional 101 art um, for artists, for collectors? Where do you see that going? I think it's a much better entry, entry point for, as far as art collecting. Um, I, I love seeing people with original art that they that they precisely curated within their home instead of, you know, buying, you know, your your generic piece of artwork from, you know, your department store, everything. You know, I think there's a there's a special magic and a certain type of energy that enters a home when you have somebody else's energy there with you, if that makes any sense. I think yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so um, I'm so bullish on on people and I'm so bullish on on the energy that people carry with them and the light that they carry with them. But I think it's important. And I think that the NFT space really opened up that that entryway for people to collect art. You know, I think that, you know, entering the space as an abstract artist, I just wanted to share my love for it and the benefits that abstract expressionism sort of has um, for your mental well-being. I just held a space a couple of uh, weeks ago, and it, it was such a lovely space that I that I wanted to do it since I entered into the uh, into the ecosystem mm -hmm. about, you know, abstract expressionism and the way that it can help artists sort of navigate the waters of their life. Um, it's abstract expressionism has done so much for me as far as get it helping me out of uh, episodes of depression because um undiagnosed but I can sort of tell when things are, are bad in my life and I can sort of navigate it that way and the only way that I can sort of cope with things is through painting like I always catch myself running towards the easel when something in my life isn't going as as well you know so I think there's something to be said about that and you know coming from a fashion design world I would always sort of mock abstract expressionism and abstract painting really? as funny as that may sound yeah because I didn't understand it Okay. You know, okay. so I um, once I gave it gave it a try, I was able to see like, okay, this can this has, this is powerful. This can help people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a really interesting concept about the mental health aspect as well. I mean, um, for for create to being creative 
regardless um whether it is abstract expressionism and or or you know like if you're a lot of people when they're not feeling great go to something that they love that they know that they can do without having i mean i don't know i mean do you produce paintings that nobody sees sometimes when <laughs> quite a bit quite a bit some some will never really see the light of day you know i think that that with sharing artwork and sharing uh, um, content is so easy. I think there's a special magic in being able to withhold that as well and just sort of keep things for yourself in privacy, just so you can sort of develop as an artist in that way. Because I feel like if you share everything, then you're very easily to be um, swayed in different directions because everybody has an opinion at the end of the day, right? Yep. Everybody um, in the space can sort of critique your art because you're putting it out in that way. But when things are, you know, either halfway done, um, I, I personally prefer not to show them most of the time, unless I'm, I'm certain that I'm going to go down this path with a certain piece of art. Um, I'm not sure how it is with you, um, but yeah, I'm very strong about that. Um, I'm, I'm on a journey of discovery at the moment. Like, let's just put it like that. Yeah, um, never ending one, right? Sorry? It's a never-ending journey, right? It's a never-ending journey, and I think, you know, um, you're... I've got a lot of years years on you, Oz. So um, there's a there's a lot of things that I've done. I mean, I graphic designer primarily at heart. So um, and that's what what my profession has been. So it's it's quite interesting seeing me try and break away from that quite rigid. Um, and I suppose it was the same for you when you were doing fashion. There was a lot of rules, and now you're kind of able to experiment and break rules and make your own rules as well mm -hmm. through your painting. Yeah, 100%. I think that the that the NFT space sort of opened up as in a much greater independence for artists, that you don't necessarily have to go the gallery way, that there's different options that you that at least you have now that you didn't have before. And being able to sort of make uh, make a business just out of the content that you're sharing. Um, my experience from meeting everybody at NFT NYC, specifically the NFT painters group, which you're a part of, thankfully, which I'm so grateful to have you be a part of too, um, is the fact that you're you're sort of able to, to create a business from what you're doing already, the content. And one gentleman that sort of st stood out for me and I took a lot from was uh, Steve Ryan. Mm -hmm. And the way that he sort of has his business set up where he can sort of streamline his content to to go out in different different ways and sort of spider out into the world that can benefit and can have monetary gain as well. I don't think I don't know if in history we've ever had a time where an artist can can legitimately work from their studio and and live off of that. I think it's so special. It is a it's definitely a very very special and unique time um, for for creatives that that harness this. Um, possibility that's right in front of us. So, and I definitely would say, I mean, I say every every blooming podcast episode, if you're a creative and you're listening to this, you need to start looking into this space um, just to, to try uh, to dip your toe in the water uh, because there will never be another time like this right no, now. 100%. And I think it's important for the people that like you that are sort of documenting this this time I'm a big proponent of documenting everything because people are going to find value in this later on. Um, you know, whether it be 10, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, people are going to look back at, at all this footage and, and see what we were doing and what we were building. It's a very exciting and I'm very excited for the future. I know it is, it is all about building and it, it moves so fast. And I think, you know, um, 
I just I just love the fact that traditional artists and artists like yourself have the opportunity to take advantage of this digital platform. I think it's amazing. I really, really love that. So what is next for you? So right now, um, as I mentioned before, I have a release coming up on Solana on Form Function. Um, thank you to the Form Function team for being such a, a, a champions of one of one artists. Um, I have the piece behind me going live, and oh, it's amazing. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I'm going to have I've, I've all, everything's going to be in the show notes, all the links. So for people listening, you need to get yourself to the, go to the show notes and ha- and click on the links and go and see Oz's work. Definitely, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have that going up now um, and just very in- incorporating all the, the knowledge that I have as far as custom art framing, because my business uh, services galleries in that way too, uh, Wistful Art Studios. And we are able to create and present artwork at a, at a much higher level, you know, and I'm sort of taking that, that knowledge that I have and sort of putting it in traditional art space just to promote the, the physical art as well. I, I love to be in different people's uh, homes and for them to enjoy the art in, in their space. I think that's important moving forward with the NFT space is sort of combining the two and, and um, getting different value from that. So what I have next coming up is what we spoke about before, just sort of bringing the fashion and the the abstract expressionism all into one. So I'm slowly working on, on a collection right now of five pieces that I plan to release sometime later in the year. I'm just trying to uh, to get all everything in place just so I'm able to uh, to present it and execute it at the highest level. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So are these going to be actual physical garments or are they going to be for the metaverse? No, physical garments and, uh, you know, down in the line in the future, I would love to uh, to incorporate the pieces into the metaverse, but I have to find the right team in order to help me build that out. Um, so for now, I'll, I'll do what I can do. What I can do best is to sew the garments and, you know, um, hire a model and present them in that way. And hopefully it'll resonate with the with the NFT space and um, and still keeping true to the abstract expressionism. Oh, that, that will be amazing. So you're going to, sorry, I'm going to just completely go, my mind is blowing, getting blown here. So, <laughs> so you're going to take some of your paintings or create new paintings and then have those as the text, like printed textiles with the abstract expressionism? Yes, uh, either painted, painted textiles, but what I do have in mind is I love working with raw canvas and um, and, you know, just the raw material itself. So uh, what I've done before in the past for my previous collections was sort of make uh, samples with uh, with muslin mm-hmm. and sometimes with a very, um, very fine canvas and create the, the mock-ups that way. Um, but I'm planning on actually making the collection out of those uh, that muslin or right. even that white canvas and and sort of paint it on the uh, on the mannequin. Oh, uh, textile paints and i'm asking people around in the space that are, that are into a fashion as sort of hey do you recommend any any textile paints because i've been using jacquard for quite some time but seeing everybody in the space sort of experiment it's mm-hmm. it's very i'm very curious to, to learn more about textile paints it's something i never really dove into i would always have my uh my pieces or um or swatches or, or prints um printed onto them directly but i would love to create everything you know in-house and sort of make it from scratch that way that is so exciting i really i'm i'm, I'm really interested to see this because it, they truly are one-off one-on-one pieces of, of art garments it will mm-hmm. be amazing yeah yeah so you know fingers crossed i'll be able to launch it at the end of the year uh sometime we're already in july and time passes by so oh quickly 
So yeah, we're in the, um, this is like the first time I ever, uh, uh, you know, announced that. So, so everybody listening, please be on the lookout for that later, later this year. Gosh, yes, definitely. So last question Oz, are there any words of wisdom for any new artists getting started in NFTs? I think that the most important thing and that's worked out for me is just to ask questions to your fellow peers. Um, there's a wide range of, of people here from different sectors of, you know, the creative arts ranging from graphic design like yourself, um, videography, photography. And I think everybody has something something new to bring to the table. And I think that sort of the open source uh, ethos that the NFT space has is is something that we should really take advantage of when entering the space. Um, me for myself, once I got into it, I was so excited that I started minting, you know, sort of <laughs> everything out, which I'm sure is, is, you know, for the people who have been here for quite some time, it's sort of the same story, but I think there's a value in asking questions and, and connecting with people on a much deeper level than just, uh, you know, GM, GM and, I think we can go a little bit deeper than that. So that would be, that would be it. And for people like you, I just wanted to say thank you, Victoria, for opening up this space and for documenting everything. Cause like I said before, it's important what you're doing. It's important the art that you're creating as well. And, um, and yeah, thank you. It's funny because I never actually, until you mentioned it, thought about this at all as documenting anything. <laughs> It's just, I enjoy this and I, I love getting to meet uh, the artists and getting to know your story and to help promote your, your, the art and the space. So I'm, 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 I, I just enjoy it. So <laughs> thank you. But it's great that it's documenting as well. So yes, that's another thing that I'm thinking about now. Um, but thank you so much, Oz. I've had a, such a wonderful conversation with you and it's been great to get to know you much better. And as I said, Everything will be in the show notes, so make sure, listeners, that you go and you check out Oz's work. So thank you very much, Oz. Thank you, Victoria. Have a good rest of your day, too. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by my Create and Sell Your First NFT in Five Days workshop. If you're a creative and want to know the steps to creating your first one-of-one NFT, then this is the course for you. I will guide you step-by-step on how to take an existing creative piece and transform it into an NFT, made especially for creatives who would like to leverage this new market but don't know how. On top of that, you'll also get information on navigating the NFT community, marketing yourself and your work, and making connections that will help you on your journey. You can go to victoriabrand.co and click the link on the homepage to sign up. I'm super excited to work with you and see your amazing creations launched as NFTs. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening so you don't miss the incredible episodes we have coming up. And if you have any questions about NFTs, for example, becoming a creator or how to get into collecting NFTs, send me an email, hello at victoriabrand.co and I will answer them in the podcast. And if you know someone who would appreciate this podcast, click the share button and let them know about it. Sending energetic and creative vibes to you. Have a great week. Just one last thing before you go. I'd like to remind you nothing on the show is financial or investment advice. And if you're thinking about investing into the NFT space to do your research and seek independent financial advice. See you next time. 